Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate that crazy thing called life. My name is Emily Chabourne and I am a mindset coach and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, That Crazy Thing Called Life. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this epic community of over 3,000 people and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Dear M, not so much a question, more a curiosity. How are you coping in lockdown? I'd love to know what it's really like for you as a single woman, as a business owner, and as someone who lives in Melbourne right now. You always seem to be nailing it. What is your secret? And then I want to tie in with that. How do you deal with people close to you who are reacting badly to the current situation? The first thing I want to say is I'm not nailing it. I am angry and sad and feel oppressed and feel frustrated. I have got loads of stuff going on that you don't always see. And I think it's really easy to sit at home and feel like everybody else is nailing it apart from me. What are you looking for, Do you want to come up? Theodore, you're quite annoying this morning, actually, aren't you? Oh, I see. Sorry. So yeah, I'm not nailing it. I'm feeling all of the feels. I think it's very easy to look on social media and be like, she's having a great time. But you know, I'm obviously I'm not Insta storing when I'm crying in the corner of my kitchen and feeling frustrated. And yeah, so I'm not nailing it. I am being very human in it. Everyone has shit days. The second thing is I'm also ridiculously nailing it. It, it sounds so counterproductive, doesn't it? To say, I've, of course, I'm not nailing it but I am actually nailing it. And what I mean by that is I am allowing myself to be how I am feeling in any given moment. So I will have a day when I wake up and I'm feeling great and I'm feeling quite positive and I'll go for a walk with Theodore to the beach and I'll come back and I feel really focused and I start doing some work. And then two hours later, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And it feels heavy and it feels gross and, and, part of that not nailing experience i.e because i think the the impression that we have is that you are nailing it if you feel good about life and that's not true i'm nailing being a human being because i allow myself to be the full expression of what i am i understand that when i'm having a bad day or a bad hour or a bad minute that's not because i'm not nailing it it's because i am human and we're in the middle of a global pandemic and there's all this uncertainty. And so, of course, I am going to have those moments where it's like, this is feeling a bit too fucking much right now. And so that's how I'm nailing, not nailing it. I'm allowing myself. I'm not judging myself. I'm accepting that the hard feelings are as important and integral to my experience of being a human being as the good feelings. And isn't it nice to be in good feelings? Yeah, it's lovely. But that doesn't mean that when I'm not in a good feeling that there is something wrong with me. It's just, I'm not having a good feeling right now. It's a harder feeling. It's a bit more of a struggle. And that doesn't make it a bad feeling or a negative feeling. I really want you today to notice how much you label your feelings. This is a good feeling. I should be having this feeling. This is a bad feeling. I should not be having this feeling. It's a fucking feeling. That's like saying, oh God, you know what? I took four breaths earlier and I shouldn't. I should have only taken three. You just breathe how you need to breathe. Your cells are multiplying the way they need to multiply. You're not in control of that. 
consciously. Divine intelligence, which runs through all of us, is in control of that. So, you know, allow the divine intelligence, which is right now you feel a bit sad. There's something energetically inside you. And maybe it's a thought and you can change it. Maybe it's a physical state and you can walk it out, run it out, meditate it out, talk it out. But you're having it. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just what it is. And it's like saying it's good weather and bad weather. That's so fucking subjective. If it's your wedding day and it's raining, bad weather, naughty weather, shouldn't be doing this weather. But if you're in the middle of a fucking desert and there's a drought and your crops are all dying in front of your eyes and then all of a sudden the rains come, good weather, well done weather. It's just, you know, your feeling is a feeling. It's subjective and you can shift your perspective on it. So I'm not nailing it. I, I have days when it's hard and I don't feel like I'm being the best version of me and it's sticky and gross and shit comes up and wouldn't it be nice if I wasn't feeling like this but I'm also nailing it because when I have those moments I'm accepting of them and when I'm accepting of them I don't put any resistance towards them and the pain is always in the resistance the third thing is um, I just want to talk about the single thing I think and I've said this before that COVID feels like a massive magnifying glass. So whatever you were experiencing pre-lockdown, you're probably experiencing it with a bit more amplification right now. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! Anything that was going on for you pre-COVID is probably being amplified for you in COVID. So before COVID, I wasn't fussed about the fact that I was single. I am making an effort with online dating, although I've got to be really honest, sometimes I wonder if I'm just doing that, so I've got content for my Friday email. True, True story. And I think probably because... I'm not fussed about having children either. So I don't feel like I've got to have kids or I've got to be in a relationship. I don't I don't define my value or my worth as to being in a relationship. So I don't think there's something wrong with me because I'm not in a relationship. I don't have that paradigm. I used to for a really long time. Of course I did because everyone is in a relationship and as a kid, you're watching your Disney videos and you know, the climax of every Disney video is that she marries her Prince Charming and is happily ever after. And so, of course, as as a woman who grew up in the 80s and 90s, I have this bullshit truth that's not a truth, it's a lie, that in order to be valuable or loved or successful, or I must be in a relationship, but I, I've worked really hard to break down that paradigm and I, I refuse to believe it. So I don't think there's anything wrong with me because I'm not in a relationship. And so because I don't feel the time pressure of being in a relationship because I'm not fussed about having children and I'm 39, if the next great love of my life walks in when I'm 50, wow, imagine how much better I'm going to be at 50. I've got all of these years and I've got another decade of learning about myself and loving myself. And so I'm not worried about being single. Having said that, in COVID, I've definitely felt, because I'm a very social person and I spend a lot of time with my friends and a lot of time sitting on other people's sofas and I love going out and doing things and adventuring. And so I've definitely felt the absence of that physical connection. And that would have been abated 
abated, is that the right word? That would have been alleviated had I been in a relationship. So yes, I have definitely felt the effects of being single, but I haven't felt like I'm single, what's wrong with me? I'm desperate for a relationship. I felt like as a single person living on her own, I've obviously spent more time on my own than I would have done had I been in a relationship. But I, I don't feel like desperate to be in a relationship. And and I've also witnessed people in relationships who have been forced to spend a lot of time with each other and that hasn't worked out well either. So it's six of one, half a dozen of the other as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, I'm I'm very connected. I stay very connected to my friends. I'm Zooming, I'm talking, I'm chatting, I'm in group message chats, I'm walking with friends. So I'm I'm very connected to my communities. But yeah, I'm not I'm not sad about being single. And that's my honest truth. And I understand that that truth doesn't stand for everybody, but that is how I feel about it. The fourth thing is business. I think had I not been in business for myself, this experience would have been completely different for me. For me, what the Emily Chadbourne brand and the hub and developing the hub and creating the amazing community that is the hub, what that has given me is service. When we sit at home and think about ourselves, which is obviously what we do, because, you know, even if I have empathy for another person, I can only experience this world through my five senses and through my experience of being Emily Chadbourne in this body, in this incarnation, in my memories, in my experience, in my parenting, in my social conditioning. I don't know what it feels like to be you. I can empathize, I can imagine, but I don't know what it feels like to be anyone else. And so obviously, we sit and we think about ourselves a lot because we can't think in any other realm. But what I know to be true is that when I sit at home and I think about myself, I head fuck myself. That's not a healthy place to be. And one of the best things that I have done throughout COVID is just put myself more and more in a position of service. Like, how can I help? How can I show up doing 7 a.m. lives for three months in a row and just being of service to my community? And so being a business owner in COVID has been a really great, wonderful thing for me. I haven't felt it impact my finances at all. In fact, I think right now, more than ever, people are recognizing the need to have a safe community and to put some serious work into their own mental health. I think more than ever, people have recognized that they can't be reliant on material possessions to make them happy, that they need to find their own internal well of happiness and they need to continuously work on that, give to that and nurture that. I found being in business really a godsend in this time. The fifth thing, how do I feel about being in Melbourne right now? Really homesick. I have been here almost a decade in Melbourne, Australia. And yeah, I've never felt as homesick as I feel now. I'm desperate to see my family. Oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um, yeah, desperate to see my dad, who, you know, he's not getting any younger. Um, so I do, there's a, a part of me that is, there's a tempting thought that I could chase, which is, you know, this is time that I feel like I'm, maybe I'm on borrowed time. Um, and I've I've not been able to see him or hang with him or make memories with him um, in the way that I had intended to this year. Uh, and that bites, of course. I don't chase that thought because where's the point? 
the more that I chase that thought, that thought becomes my reality. And then that is my reality. So instead I go, really sucks. I'm going to Skype my dad tonight. I definitely feel homesick. I was actually feeling very lucky to be in Melbourne until the second round of lockdown happened. We didn't have the horrificness that the UK and Spain and Italy, my God, we're all glad we don't live in America. So I was very grateful to be in Melbourne. I'm still very grateful to be in Melbourne, even though we're in stage four lockdown right now. You know, I think it's really easy to feel oppressed and like our freedom is being taken away. But if you want to know what oppression is, go and Google what's happening in Yemen. You know, if you want to know what danger is, but go and have a look at what's going on in Syria. So I still feel very grateful to be in in Melbourne. Does that mean that I don't think that there are there are some massive, massive fucking issues? Of course, there are some huge issues that are happening right now. But I do think we have to sort of balance out a little bit. I feel very grateful to have an Australian passport. I feel very grateful to live in Melbourne. I'm just going to pop into the question box. The most challenging part is not knowing what's next for Melbourne right now. Yeah, totally. We don't know what the announcements are going to be on Sunday. So option one is we sit here and we worry and stress about what we cannot control and what is unknown to us. Or the second option is to go, I don't know what's going to happen on Sunday. What I do have control over is my state, my focus. I can choose to turn the news off. I can choose to pick up a book. I can choose to go for a walk. I can choose to cook some gorgeous food. I can choose to do an at-home workout. I can choose to do something creative and connect to play. And sometimes we don't feel like doing that. Sometimes it's like, I'm just going to go to bed and have a cry. And that's perfectly acceptable as well, because there's no good or bad emotion. But understand that you are in control of the thoughts that you have and what you allow to come into your existence in that way. So yes, the global feeling of uncertainty is really uncomfortable, but it's also going to be more uncomfortable if you try and resist it. So we don't know what's going to happen on Sunday. That's it. What can I do with my day to day? If you're anything like me, your first thought in the morning is often one of, oh, holy fuck. We wake up instantly feeling like we're in lack. Not enough sleep, not enough time, not enough. We scroll through social media and feel not enough. We think about our day ahead and feel underprepared, uninspired or overwhelmed. What if we're not enough? Before we're even out of bed, our mind is telling us all sorts of crazy stories, and these stories set the precedent for our day and have a huge effect on our results. Imagine if you could start your day with a different thought. Imagine waking up to a daily reminder of the greatness that lies within you. Imagine having your own personal and funny cheerleader inspiring you every single day. Imagine your first waking thought being one of abundance and purpose. Well, imagine no longer, my friend, because now you can wake up with M. Wake up with M is a text message service for women who are ready to wake up to their power, purpose and passion. A daily motivational message from me personally to get you smiling into your day and vibing high from the moment you wake up and all for less than the price of a couple of lattes a month. And even better, you get the first month completely for free. Because, well, you know, you might actually find it really annoying to have a daily reminder that you're amazing and capable and awesome. Head to emilychadbourne.com forward slash wake up or check out the link in the show notes below.
So now I just want to touch on the question that came in from one of you lovely lot just now, which is how do I deal with people close to me who are reacting badly to the current situation? And I did just check and these people are living with this person. So it's really hard. Managing your own energy right now is really hard, let alone managing other people's energy, especially when their energy is to be angry and to be um, quite forceful and to be quite opinionated. I, again, living on my own, living a single life, my boundaries have strengthened in 2020. So people that normally I would probably give a bit more time to or I'd be a bit more engaging in conversation with, I've been that nap. I have become very precious about my energy. I've been very precious about the conversations that I'm having with people. I have been very protective of my energy, like muting people on social media, left, right, and center. Like, I do not need to hear that. It, that is not useful for me to be around right now. I don't watch the news. I don't read the newspapers. I'm not ignorant. I make sure that I know exactly what is going on so that I can keep myself safe within the lines of the law and so that I can continue to have a healthy rhetoric about what is going on in the world right now, not just in Melbourne, but in the world. But I don't listen to the sensationalism and I don't engage with other people who take that sensationalism and adopt it as their own narrative and then spout it without education. I just don't, I just don't engage with it. When it's in your home or when there's anger in your home or resentment in your home, it's much harder, obviously, to go nap and put that person or that energy at arm's length. The best thing that I can say to you right now is to lead by demonstration. You can very clearly turn around to the people who you are living with, I'm assuming they're family members, and you can say, while that news program is on, I'm not going to be in the room. And you don't need to make a big deal of it. You're not going to shame them for it. You're just going to very clearly and very kindly just say, that stuff stresses me out. And right now, I don't need to be in a heightened state of anxiety. So while the news is on, I'm going to sit in a different room. I'm going to lie on my bed and I'm going to read a book. I'm going to watch some Netflix on the laptop, whatever it is. You do And again, this isn't a, you've got to turn that news off because it's stressing me out. You shouldn't be. No, you allow that other person to do life how they want to do it. It's not you're doing it wrong and I'm doing it right. It's so much love and compassion and really gently, I'm just, I can't be around that. Leading by demonstration, when it comes into conversation, do you know what, babe, I love you so much. This type of conversation isn't good for me. And so with so much love and respect, we can't talk about this. Please feel free to pick up the phone and talk to John about it or, you know, shout at the television about it even. But I'm no longer going to engage in this conversation. And if there's pushback on that, then I would turn around and be like, I'm assuming that you want the best for me and I'm assuming that you have my welfare at the top of your priority list. So I'm telling you now what I need from you in order to, for me to feel safe in this experience. And that's how I would deal with that person. Now, let's blow this out even further. Let's say that your partner or family member doesn't respect those wishes, doesn't respect those boundaries. Now, you have got to stand up to those boundaries. You have got to defend your boundaries. You have got and not def be defensive. I just mean like, this is my boundary. But what is the consequence to that boundary being pushed? A lot of the time I hear people say, oh, yeah, but you know, he pushes my boundaries. He doesn't respect my boundaries. No, you have a boundary that you allow to collapse. There has got to be a consequence to the boundary. 
So I trust that that has helped. Yes, I've been forgetting to make questions and statements in the positive. Yeah, absolutely. Approach this with love. Completely approach this with love. And this isn't about shaming him or telling him he's doing it wrong or asking him to be any different. It's about you demonstrating what you need in order for you to get through this time in the best way for you. So he can continue to sit and shout the news. That's fine. You're not going to engage in that conversation and you're going to remove yourself, not because you are unhappy with him necessarily, but because you need to make sure that you're doing what is best for you so that you can continue to come to this relationship with love and compassion. Just going to pop in to some questions. Thank you. You are welcome. Stepped away from my family during this. One of the hardest things, but the magnification of the behavior was clear. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes the things that we need to step away from aren't easy things, but they are necessary. What you have to remember is that you are always in control of what you will allow people to be around you. So you can say my family is stressing me out, but probably the better way to say it is I am allowing right now for my family to cross my boundaries and to push my buttons. And I'm choosing to spend time with people who are, you know, not conducive to my best mental welfare or however you want to phrase it. But, you know, the reality is people don't make you feel anything. You allow and tolerate behavior in people. You're so right. Thank you. Bob. I'm not right. I'm just putting forward a different perspective. But yes, I understand what you mean. Thank you. Thank you. I needed to hear this. I have let my boundaries not be my priority. Yes. Yes, I'm allowing it. Yes. Awesome, hun. So much gold today. So many things I can relate to. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you so much. Today has helped heaps. Oh, you're so welcome. Yes, I've allowed bad behavior too. Yes. And the moment you recognize you've allowed it, boom. How much more powerful does that feel as opposed to being like, oh, that person did a bad thing to me. Thank you for the shift. Big shift this morning. Oh, I'm pleased, darling girl. Really, really pleased. So grateful for finding you, Em, and for being part of the hub. Ah, grateful for you too, hun. How good is the hub? How fucking good is the hub, man? Seriously, if you want to change your life, get in the hub. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live on Thursday mornings. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it with a mate or on your socials. Please tag me, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. You can also share it through Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth, does it? So you let Barbara down the road know that she should have a little listen to this episode. If you're interested in joining the Unashamedly Human Hub, my global coaching community, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.